This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pinta de acarreo, el pase va profundo, a la izquierda, largo, largo, largo. ¡Uh! Lo atrapa Piquets en la yarda 8. Primero y gol. Primero y gol para Pittsburgh. Oh, what passion. That's why I love this man. Let's welcome Alvaro Martin from the Steelers Spanish Game Day uh, Broadcasting. Our color commentator. Alvaro, you got such passion, buddy. You know, that had yeah. to be a little unnerving after this past weekend with all the things that went on, but the passion is there, is it not, brother? It certainly was at the beginning of the game. If you remember, that happened at the beginning of the game. I It was a tough game. It was a tough game. Um, you know, Baltimore is, is, is a very good team, obviously. They've got a bunch of people who are or were recent All-Pros, you know, splattered all over the, the roster. They all came back for this game. Dobbins was rested. I was talking to the Baltimore um, Spanish radio announcer, and he was telling me that you never saw any pictures or video of Dobbins, but he bumped to him in the hallway after the practice, and the guy was just sopping wet from sweat. So he mm. had been working up to this game, and they knew he was going to have an impact. I just didn't know that both lines were going to be so imposing on Pittsburgh, particularly their offensive line. That 44-yard run, oh, my yeah. goodness, my goodness. It, it, it said a lot about Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, no, it, it did. I mean, it was one of those questions, Alvaro, that I, I was hoping would never get answered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, you know, there is were, our there run defense really on, that good? <laughs> there were six on yards allowed per carry going into that game. You knew they were better. You knew they had done that. Partly while PJ was out, they had kind of fixed or at least addressed that issue. In yes. this particular game, they played with a lot of five linebacker alignments, which I thought was very unusual, but I think responding to what Baltimore was doing. Um, but And then I saw the video, and, and, and I know that you guys watch video after the game as well. And I, you know, I saw a lot of times when, when the Pittsburgh linebackers were doing what that was supposed to be their job, fill in the gap, go in there, and put yourself in a spot where the runner may cut and you're there and you have a chance to make a stop or to stop the runner without, you know, not after 15,000 yards. But what happened in a lot of those plays is the defensive lineman was being shoved back into the Pittsburgh linebacker. Yeah. It wasn't like they were blocked. It was like their own teammate got thrown into them by the push from that offensive line. It was tough to watch. It was, Alvaro, and the thing that, that it just kind of frosts you, and I understand both Max and I have been through this sort of thing. You got rolling. You you, you moved from 32nd in the league last year to up to six in run defense. You're thinking, okay, we got it. And a lot of times, just when you think you're crested the hill, you feel good about yourself, you might take your foot off the gas a little bit mentally, those mental RPMs, and suddenly you get gobsmacked right in the kisser with a game like this to make you realize that each and every week is something that you have to make sure that your mental RPMs are matching what they should be on the other side of the ball. Because a team like the Ravens coming in with 
without Lamar Jackson as their top passer, without Lamar Jackson as their top rusher, you take you take a guy just off the IR who run, runs for 120 yards, get Zooks. Um, that's that's a bummer, and that's a bummer. And I, I you know I've been in situations like this, walking by Chuck Knoll. I wrote about this on the Steel City Insider thing for Jim Wexel. But the worst words you ever heard Chuck Knoll speak in a post-game interview was, we got out physical at the line of scrimmage because you knew it was going to be just an unmerciful week coming up. Yes, that's exactly right. And you knew coming into this week as well that, hey, we kind of control the run, and then we can go after a young and experienced quarterback. That's the, so, so you sort of already assumed that step one would be taken care of to one extent or another. And then it would give you a chance to really put the heat on them and really put them in difficult situations, maybe three and outs or maybe some takeaways, and it would be a good game for Pittsburgh. And the problem was that that first step one was really the big surprise of this game. I mean, no one thought that this was going to be the outcome. And, and you can talk about the three interceptions and they certainly merit discussion. You can talk about the block kick. You can talk about a lot of different things, but my goodness, um, that was, that was a performance. That I don't think anybody expected. And guess what? Next week's opponent is a, is a reasonable facsimile of that. Yeah. They've been basically running. Yeah. They've been given up on their quarterback position, their offensive line. And let me ask you guys, cause you guys were offensive lines. And of course you guys were, play typically on the border, but in general. When you have issues protecting the quarterback, and then they give you a chance, the game plan says, no, 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 no. Today we're just going to maul ahead and just destroy that defensive front and just open up holes for the running back. And you know you're up for that. You know, ah, that would be good. What, what, does, that, what does that do to, off, to offensive linemen, knowing that you know next week we're coming into this group we're going to overwhelm them. Let's just run block as opposed to worry about pass protection. Well, I think Alvaro, that's that's one that you you drop to your knees, <laughs> you look up at the heavens, and you say, thank you, God. You're a merciful <laughs> God. You know my heart. You, you know that, God, you built me to go forward, not backwards. Yep. And I am going to exact – all my issues, all my frustrations of the year, of this past <laughs> week, of my household, on that guy in front of me. It's it, it is it is it is a relief. It is it, it is one of those moments you you pray for those days, right? It's just like your birthday. You just you already know what the gifts are, but you still <laughs> want to get to that day because you want to actually have those tangible gifts. It, it is it is a great relief, and that's what's going to be the challenge. That's that is a challenge yep. for the Steelers defense because once again you are what you put on tape. And you put you you just showed that a team can run for over 200 yards on you in your house. So what makes you think that the team that you're going to their house that they don't feel like they can do the same? And mm. I believe that the game plan is going to reflect that with Carolina. There's there's no hiding this. Because, like you said, you don't trust your quarterbacks. You've got you've gone through three of them to get yeah. back to square one, um, and you got an interim coach who has nothing to lose, who probably isn't going to get this job. So, guess what? All cautions thrown to the wind. There's no propriety that, that, and and they have a realistic shot of still winning their division. 
with, mm. with 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 a similar record to ours. So they need this to get ahead because also in the head to heads, common opponents, we've already beaten Tampa Bay. So they need this Steeler pelt on their wall um, to help have a justification. So it, it's going to be it's going to be a tough challenge for them. Tough challenge. Indeed. So the question. The question I have for both of you as well is who's going to be the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh? Because, yeah. uh, you know, you look at the yeah. – seriously, now, you, now hold, stay with me here. You look at the Pittsburgh's sort of offensive execution, particularly by air on the, in the passing game, and it's actually not that bad, except for three picks deep right. in, 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 right. in the opponent territory. I know it's almost like saying, you know, the Mona Lisa, but she's got that little wart over there over the lip, and I don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great I mean, <laughs> if you look at the efficiency, you're like, wow. And then you go, ah, there's just one small de- the detail. Three picks deep in the opponent's right, territory. Right. Yeah, right. it's a little, little detail there. And so what do you do? I mean, I, you know that Mike Tomlin absolutely hates and wants to send a signal that he hates people that don't control the ball and make bad decisions with the ball. Right. At the same time, Trubisky was actually – you know, gunslinging. And that's my other question for you. Right. Where was this Mitch Trubisky earlier in the season? You know, those are interesting questions. I don't know the answer to. What do you guys think? Well, uh, Raul, let, let's look at it this way. All right. Uh, Mitch came out and he was very protective of the ball. All right. But to the point where everybody's complaining about he's not throwing it down the field. I, I know one thing in my heart, I believe. He came in there and said, the heck with it. I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to go. I'm going to go yard. He he averaged nine point two a uh, throw, and it's like that was way. Above, I think he was down in the upper fives and and yep. maybe even lower fives. Uh, you know, back when he was playing, and I think he just went for it. And God bless him. The guy did a lot of good things. There's no doubt about it. Those throws to Deontay, to Pickens, to you know, to Fryermuth, they were. That that throw to Fryermuth over the middle for a touchdown was was a thing of beauty. It was a well constructed three man route that took away the backside linebacker that he was dealing with earlier that he threw the the gopher balls to. But the fact of the matter was, in my mind, you know, it's going to be interesting. What does Mike do? Do you go with Mitch because I think Kenny's going to be sat I, and rightly so. But again, that's the noggenologist. Whatever the noggenologists say about it, cool. The other thing I say is I I'm, I got full confidence in Mason if Mason were called upon he he would be I, he came out of that preseason I still say he was the best of the three when they came out of the preseason or had performed the best of the three when he came out. No, I mean it, to me it's going to be fascinating that decision, right? Um, and it's it will say a lot also about the mindset of, of the team and particularly Tom and how he sees the rest of the season. Um, and then you think about the pass rush for for the opponent. Which is, you know, pretty good. I mean, you, you cannot you, you cannot put that aside. So who do you put in there against a pretty decent pass rush that's going to rush the quarterback? And I think we also know that that Mike Tomlin, even last year with at last uh, Ben's last year, was talking already about the NFL's moving to a mobile quarterback, right? Mobile quarterbacks. So you're going to sense that maybe because of that reason, Trubisky may get the nod. But it's very interesting. The other item that I wanted to bring up to your attention. Uh, I'm calling the game second half. We do a, a, we always look around and look at who's on the field and who's not. And I think out of the first eight offensive plays for Pittsburgh, Pat Fryman's played about two, starting the second half. And I said to someone, is, is he hurt? He played 31 snaps. He played 36, 
36 last week. And the, on the game he got hurt, he played 37. Otherwise, he's in the upper 40s or 50s. And that was surprising to me. In the, to start the second half, when you really want to get that opening drive and get some points, and Pat Fryermuth was essentially not playing for the Steelers. Uh, so he may be a little hurt that you guys, you guys and I don't know. But I thought that was very odd. Well, stay tuned for the Mike Tomlin press conference following this because I'm sure uh, there's got to be some sort of update or somebody's going to ask that question, I would think, Max. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's got to be a realistic question because you're right. You, you you can't deny the impact that Pat has when he's in the lineup. Oh, yeah. And the threat and the threat that he presents. So that is, that is a good a good take of our own. Hopefully somebody – Maybe a reporter before this is listening and wants to ask said question so that we can get that answered. Be, trust me, we, 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 want, we don't want any journalistic credit for it. Just just get the question answered for us so we can use it later. Um, of course. And Alvaro, of course, credit and Alvaro appreciates credit it. Would, credit wouldn't hurt, of course. We'll, we'll take the credit, too. <laughs> credit won't hurt. It never hurts. Yeah. But we're not yeah. seeking it. It would just be a nice gesture for us maybe – awakening something in somebody's mind that they probably overlooked, just an oversight. You and know? it's okay if you uh, just uh, mention Max. If you mention just Max and, and Craig, I know my, my name's a little hard to spell. That's okay. One of these days, we'll get there. <laughs> well, you just say Al. Just Al. Al told us. There you go. You know? There you go. There we go. Can we say, nice we say it with a little flair, El Martin. See, because that's El right. Martin. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. it's got a little panache to it, you know? Right. Now, the, the other item that I, I – I, Always at the end of the game, we recap by saying which player or position group played decent to well. We just highlight someone, even in defeats, who played well. And boy, was it hard this week to find someone. Well, in my mind, if you just look at George Pickens, I thought the kid played well. And I was glad to see Mitch came in with a mindset he wanted to get Pickens going. And you got Deontay going, too, because that was a beautiful toss, too, by the way, to Deontay, that 37-yarder. That was in close quarters there along the sidelines. And Mitch mm. dropped that baby in, and that was a nice grab by Deontay. But certainly, you know, th that was the aspect that was good, you know, uh, at least part of it. Yeah. M I mean, Minka. it was hard. Special Minka Mink hitting, oh. hit, hitting people. Yeah, true. Yep. There's another yeah, one. he led the team in tackles. That, that, he was another one. Shouldn't have, but yeah. did. Yeah. So I know I thought I thought Jalen Warren in a very limited role again uh, did his job, did it very well. Got a spark, um, but that's like you know exactly that's um, the spark, right? But that's you know it's, that's like looking hard at at uh, at finding nuggets here. It was tough. I mean, when you have Terrell and Minka leading the, the team in tackles, you know that you know the tackles are coming to them as opposed yeah. to being taken care of up front. And that was just a difficult, difficult day for Pittsburgh. I mean, the opportunity to, to beat that, that team, that team particularly, with their second-string quarterback, eventually their third-string quarterback, which brings me to the next point. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it time now with the league protecting quarterbacks the way they do to go back to the sort of the inactive third quarterback that can be activated if needed? Because yes. that, game, that game was a close call. Yes, and this is a good discussion yeah. point because Max and I have talked about this before too, that the 53 guys should be 53. Everybody get a helmet for crying out loud. Stop. You know, you need – if you're going to put on extra games, now you're talking about a 17th game, 
You know, um, you need those extra bodies, and certainly in the quarterback position that is vulnerable, that could be decimated. You just don't know. There can be a, a string of injuries hit one spot, and the quarterback is really hard to uh, find somebody and go in and hand off even because uh, I certainly wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> um, but, you yeah. know, yeah, I think, I think having a, a third quarterback would be part of the uh, – would be beneficial to the game, that's for sure. Just dress them up and see if you need them. Uh, for a league that, that understands and proclaims that quarterback plays, it's just so incredibly important to their entertainment value. To me, that's a no-brainer. Now, I guess there must be some contractual dollar issue to doing activating all 53, but I can't think the monetary impact would be so amazing, so tremendous, particularly if you end up not using them. But I'm just surprised to see that, that in a league that, that now is saying, oh, you've got a concussion – you're pretty much sitting out the following week automatically, automatically. We yeah. just, just want to be so sure that you're in good shape to come back. When that league, the league moves in that direction, then the third quarterback has to step up. There's no question about it. That game was a close call. We, we could have ended up with either team or both playing emergency quarterbacks. Yeah. No yeah, doubt about no, it. it. Hey, Max, who do we got? We got the 612. Would he be the next guy up, you think? Yeah, uh, Zach, Zach Gentry was our emergency <laughs> to the emergency uh, of the situation. So we would have seen Zach Gentry back there possibly passing to Pat Fryermuth had it, had it come down to it. But thank goodness we did not have to. But, yeah, Avaro, you bring up a great point and something that just kind of has to be talked about. And you think in the, in, in the, uh, in the, in the league meetings, in the offseason, this, this has to come up. I think this year has been even more so. Um, heightened because of the Miami situation down there because they went through all three of their quarterbacks and then they had to bring Bridgewater back in, <laughs> you yeah. know. So so we, we've definitely been to that point where it's like you have to have that third quarterback available. And, you know, we've been saying it. It's like, you know, if you're worried about, oh, my gosh, the guy dressed. But I was like, but it should count off merit, right? If a guy takes a snap, okay, that's a different story. But – why not have your full complement available to you, especially in the era of player safety? You know, needing to have more options available to you on game day. And why have a fifty-three if you can't if you can't utilize all fifty-three on game day? I mean, yes. obviously there are some advantages that teams will figure out inevitably, right? If if yeah. there's a way to win it, somebody will find a way to cheat it. But at the same time. It, 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 you you do want to you don't you don't want to put yourself and expose yourself to the ultimate risk. When you have a guy who is perfectly healthy, holding a clipboard and t-shirt and sweats, you know, on the sidelines that could contribute and help if things should go wrong. Um, I just think it would it, it's in the league's best interest to have a better look or a deeper look at this come this season because, like you said, you had the Tua situation, you had what went down in Miami and what almost went down in this game, um, potentially that could have happened. So you have to take a deeper look at this. So I, I'm, I'm in complete agreeance. When you say things go wrong, the, the definition of things going wrong, the goalposts have been moved. I mean, look at Kenny Pickett's situation in this game. He yeah. clearly got head, the whiplash on the head, stepped out, was checked, was told he was fine came back, and at some point, according to what we've heard so far, we'll hear more during Talman Tuesdays, um, he showed symptoms afterwards. Yeah. 
That's it, another signal to the league. Hey, if these guys get hit in the head, just pull them out and pull them up for a while until we're absolutely sure that the most important position on the field and the most visible players in our league are not under the effect of a concussion, which is a very serious injury. And so if the goalposts haven't changed now, the, 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 what's, the threshold has been lowered tremendously. In that case, you, get, you need a third one. Hey, come on. You know what's beautiful, no Alvaro? When you talk yep. about the goalposts, I started thinking about Gad Zooks. Um, you know, <laughs> what, you talking about the Wizard of Boz? <laughs> you know, yeah. I got all confused there for a moment. We start moving the goalposts. I'm going, they're going to start, what, shaking them? <laughs> uh, oh, 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 you're talking about concussion still. Okay. I got a little confused, Ed. There you go. But I'm telling you, that's, that it's going to be fun. I have to say something, though. Those Steelers offensive linemen who had a rough time um, against Baltimore, they have a pretty stout front, too, are going to be happy, I think. They're going to have a central role flying to Carolina against the Panthers. The Panthers are not that good against the run. They're very good putting pressure on, on your passer. But when they have to defend the run, they're not that good. That's probably their vulnerability, and it's going to be a battle of who imposes their will. I think they've averaged about 40 minutes uh, in the last four games, 40 minutes of possession in the last four games. When, you know, they came out of that Cincinnati game and they just completely redid themselves. And so it's going to be a battle of who imposes their, their rushing attack over the other. Pittsburgh's coming off this game, you would think they'd be inspired and focused. Uh, but certainly you, there are going to be opportunities against the Panthers. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's a, there's a chance for Pittsburgh and, and Najee and, and Jalen and Benny and everybody else to, to put some numbers up if, they, if they're good. Absolutely. Alvaro, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you, bro. We appreciate always it, Alvaro, do, as always. Always do. And listen, if uh, you know Roger Goodell needs a break and I could be a commissioner for a day, I'll take <laughs> one 365th of his salary for sure. <laughs> There's a long line of people with their hands in the air if that happens, Alvaro. <laughs> I know, I know. Like Calais Campbell, he'll be there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was, that a good was one. very nicely uh, done. All right, Alvaro, we'll see you down in Carolina. And for everybody else, that was Alvaro Martin our Spanish play-by-play broadcaster here for the Steelers. You can hear him if you speak Espanol or you just want, or you just want to hear a really interesting conversation that you know nothing about. Um, you can tune in. Um, I, I always enjoy him and Arturo. They're awesome. Um, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're going to continue more with just talking about the aftermath and getting ready for the Mike Tomlin press conference that's coming up right after our show here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back to throw it. And he steps up in the pocket. He's going to be hit and dragged down. Great job by Chris Wormley, the former Raven, to stay with him as he tried to break it right side. And down at the numbers, he went. You know, that's just such a bitter pill to swallow. You're Chris Wormley. You've been doing a great job. You've been a Raven killer ever since you came over from the Ravens. And you go about your business and you get 
well, the knee, you got a knee probably. Uh, as I understood, he was on crutches, and uh, we'll we'll have to see, you know, Mike Tomlin update. But, you know, there, there's nothing worse than, than, you know, coming down to the end of the season and you get maybe possibly a season-ending injury. No, there, there, there's nothing worse than that, Wolf. Um, when you've played so hard and you've done everything in your power, yes. you know, to make sure that you're doing, you know, what's necessary – you're being a good teammate. You're playing. You're, you're playing your heart out, and then to have an injury happen of that nature that we couldn't even see on the film, you know, right? That was the other. That was the other thing that kind of made it so sucky was that you didn't even see when and where it happened. Um, you just knew kind of when the play, but it was off the ball, off the screen, and when it happened. So you know that that those are always the worst ones. Normally, yes. it's like, hey. If I get dinged up, you know, it's like, oh, I knew I got dinged up. But when you don't when you don't see it and there is a question potentially um, as far as how the mechanism happened, you know, when, when, when they come in and say, okay, hey, here's what we saw, but the, you don't have anything to see, that, that, makes it, that makes it really tough. Exactly so. Now the next guy up, of course, that's going to come into play. Next man up is uh, the, is the Steeler uh, way of doing things. Uh, that would probably good chance it could be Carlos Davis. He's on the practice squad, and when he was brought up uh, back against the Eagles, he actually ended up getting a sack on Jalen Hurts, and uh, he, you know, he might he might be the next guy up, and it would be that's he would have an opportunity here. One man's misfortune is another man's fortune, is the uh, saying that goes around, and so that would be a possibility for Carlos Davis to kind of maybe get a little traction going here towards the off season. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, having Carlos and, you know, and having Khalil earlier in camp, the the Davis twins, um, it would be interesting to see because I thought both of them kind of acquitted themselves really well in training camp. Yeah. You know, they, they were having some good moments, but, you know, that was one of the groups where we knew it, it was a lot of bodies, a lot of bodies, a lot of name bodies. Right. Um, that you kind of had to suffice that had better resumes um, than Carlos um, so I think that's what led to the P-Squad designation. But now it is an opportunity. So now what are you going to do with it? You get the hat. Can you run with it? Have you learned from the previous year? Because remember last year was not a great first outing. Right. Um, and that's how you ended up getting uh, Montrevious Adams because mm -hmm. of that. So let's see what he learned in this year and hopefully, you know, can come in and, and just make it make an instant splash and make an instant impact. No question about it. You know, I mean, this is an important period of time. A lot of people are, you know, you kind of, if you're just like a casual observer, you know, you watch the game, you, you know, see, see uh, you know, root for your guys and everything else. But there's a lot of positions that are being examined through this last stretch of the season that it's going to play out when, uh, you know, the next NFL season rolls around or the new calendar year rolls around when you start talking about player movement in the offseason. Yeah, it's, it's that all-important futures contract, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, you're preparing for your future yes. with a team, and I think that's how you have to look at it. You're auditioning not only for the current team you're on, but you're auditioning for all those other prospective teams. If you don't find a home here, you want to find a home somewhere, or at least an apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's, how you, <laughs> that's how you have to treat it. 
Yes. It's business interview season this time of year. And w- regardless if we make the playoffs or not, you're trying to secure your future. And every opportunity is a good opportunity because you're getting live game tape out there. You're getting live film to show, hey, my services are at your disposal if you so desire. Let me make it undeniable. If the team that I'm on right now that I'm wearing the uniform on does not think my services are up to snuff, well, maybe you might. Right. (laughs) Yes. And I am here to sell my wares. I'm at the flea market. That's essentially how you have to think about it. And and for any guy that gets a chance to don a helmet, to go in there and play in the construct of, of the game, you have to relish those opportunities, especially when you're a P-Squad guy. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And here's you get, another – You're getting bumped – it's like a 10-day contract. You right. know what I'm saying? For the NBA or when you get called up from the minors to the majors, right, on a short-term stint, you want to make your impact felt so that people are like, oh, man, we need to go back and look at this kid. Absolutely. Look, there's two guys on that defensive front that I'm really kind of looking at. And I'm saying, if I'm DeMarvin Leal, if I'm Isaiah Loudermilk, this is an opportunity now to be able to stamp your own personal what uh, claim on, on playing time through this last quarter of the season. You know, I mean, think about it. Uh, we've seen, we've seen uh, Isaiah grow up and be able to contribute. And then uh, he, he took a back seat there, wasn't wasn't given a helmet for a while. Now he's got an opportunity to do it again. We see DeMarvin, or otherwise known as Wreck-It Ralph, you know, he's actually playing yeah. with his hand in the dirt, such as what he was brought in to do. And, you know, instead of the just pure stand-up that he played there for a little while as T.J. Watt was, uh, you know, out on the injured reserve. So the, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of stuff – especially defensive line-wise, that can be gained here in this last quarter of the season. And I certainly think that, guys, you know, you're going to see some good – I think you're going to – we're going to see some good football coming down the stretch here. Well, no, I I think we will as well because it's about the hunger, the sense of urgency, right, Wolf? Yes. You want want to – it's there. We can smell it in the air. Mm -hmm. Now, do you smell it is the question. And we're the old salts that are sitting there. We, we've been there, done that. We've seen it all. Get off my lawn. Yep. But at the same time, we also understand what, what this is. Like, we've seen what the other side of this looks like after the four games. So you don't want to leave any doubt leading up to this and playing through these next four weeks that, oh, man, if I'd only. You don't want to say mm. that at the end of the day. You want to say, yep. I did it all. I left it all out there. This is the best I had to offer and let the chips fall where they may at the end of it. But don't 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 hold don't hold anything back thinking I'm saving it for something else because tomorrow is today. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's just how you have to look at it. Tomorrow is today. Or according to Apollo Creed, when he was training Rocky Balboa and Rocky Two, or was it three? I don't know. This was his manager dead or love. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> There, there is no tomorrow, more. Rock. There you go. That was better said. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. You went full volume on that one. That was good. Yeah, I got you. You got to go full Carl Weathers right yeah, there. You got to go true. full Carl. Yeah, yeah there's full no Carl doubt. on that one. Well, yeah. and, and that's how it should be, though. I mean, this is yeah. This is a great opportunity. I remember my rookie year, thinking to myself through the last quarter, 
keep pushing, keep pushing because you want to be, you know, you want to come back. You want to be able to become a starter. It starts now. You know, I mean, you've got to make sure that you keep pushing to the very end to increase your skill level. You sharpen that sword as much as you can. I remember uh, Sunday night, uh, no, Monday night football in San Diego, my rookie year, we finished up on the West Coast playing Dandy Don, Howard Cosell, all them guys. And I, and I remember being out there and standing on the sidelines and I was, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't starting or nothing, but I was thinking to myself, I don't like this feeling of standing on the sidelines. This is about preparing for the off season and come back and try to win the job. That's, you know, the first year, it's really about just making the team, getting comfortable and playing, knowing that you can make a mark in this league. But by the second year, you want to make that jump and become that that competitive guy that's competing for a starting job. Well, you you, you have to. You have you have to you have to have that fire. And I think that's what we're all hoping for is that that fire manifests itself in a way that just won't allow it to be denied. That that's where that's where that's what you, that's what we want to see. That's what we've been begging for and I'm hoping that this will this will ignite that within those guys that that you'll say you know what we got to get the job there's a job to do you know it, it's like, it's like when you're walking down the street wolf mm-hmm. right and you see the telephone pole and somebody stapled a little one ad on on it right and you, and you, and you pull the little clip that has a phone number on it mm-hmm. it says hey looking for this job that's that that that's what's in the locker room right now <laughs> yeah hey need somebody for four games Who's willing? Who's willing to give buttholes and elbows and just dive right in? Right? <laughs> who want? Who want? Who want? Who wants to play and beat somebody up legally without going to jail? Yep. That's the guy I need. I need that guy. If if so, apply here. <laughs> Pull the tab. Call the phone number. Show up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what you have to have. That's the passion that you need to play with. It's not about ah. Uh, well, you know. You know, I got I got this trip planned in January, and um, the season wasn't going where well. I was. Really, I was past the cancellation period, so you know I'm gonna have to go on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I just want to make sure I get to the off. I, I used to hate that at the end of the year, like last two games of the season, yep. uh, you play a team that's not in it. Yeah, <clears throat> Cleveland, um, and, <laughs> and and the guy comes, hey, 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 big dog, big dog, big dog. Listen, man, I'm trying to get to my boat down in Florida, man. I'm yeah. trying to go fishing, you know. Oh, um, no. we just make sure, hey, let's make it look good. The brother-in-law rule, right? Yeah, no, you know, no. You, yeah, yeah, you hate when that – you hate and, – and, and it's always worse when the guy has to come and tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, that's even worse. Yes. It's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm instantly and rapidly losing respect for you right now yeah. in this moment because I've just – it's always been – I, like there's a job to play. Like I, 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 I am coming out here. I want to win. I'm not. I'm not here to worry about you making it home safely. You play hard. You don't get injured. You right. play hesitant. You play. You hesitate. You play hesitantly or cautiously. That's when injuries happen, because now you're in a protect mode, right? Yep. And so I'm like, li- listen. Do whatever you got to do. That's all I got to say for you. Do whatever you got to do. And for me, I was like, no, I, I, I'm playing. I'm playing. Now I, now, I did have that one where we had worked it out with me and Jason Taylor because he didn't want to get his jersey dirty. <laughs> and I had zero reps on that horrible field. 
I was worried about breaking an ankle, like getting just sucked into the mud and trying to twist and something snapping and not yeah. going where my body's going. That's a different story. But <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end of the year, I'm just trying to shuffle, shuffle, make it look good. I, 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 do, I don't agree with that. Play, play every opportunity that you get. That, that's, just, that's just how it is. And I'm not going to change my style up because I have a job to do, and I'm not going to have myself look bad on film. Oh, you, you don't want to be called out in front of the boys? As, yeah. I, you know, you, it's funny that you mentioned about the fact that you can tell when a guy's not into the game. I remember we were playing Miami in December. Both of us were going home in the offseason. Neither one of us had anything to, to, to win. And I remember the, di- the guy that I was playing against, he had a hoodie on underneath. With, you know, we didn't have all the nice, uh, you know, uh, type of stuff under – under Armour stuff that they have today, you know? They, like a hoodie was a hoodie. A guy's wearing a hoodie uh, underneath his shoulder pads, and the hood is hanging out off the back. He's got sweatpants on, you know, big, thick, sweat, gray sweatpants on underneath oh, his, yeah. his game pants, you know? he He's wearing garden gloves because, obviously, the, the Miami guys did not come prepared for cold weather in December at Three Rivers, and for all the all for all purposes, he looks like a guy. I'm just looking to tap out. All I want to do is get back on the plane, <laughs> go to Miami. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness! But that was fun because you knew he didn't want to. Oh, all right, we got to go, Max. Yeah, no, I, I was going to let you finish your statement oh, first. Thank well, you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, but no, we're we're going to step aside one last time because the bell lap is here in the power hour here in the locker room for Wolf and Starks because we want to make sure that we get to the Mike Tomlin press conference on time. So we're going to break here. See you in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's going to play action, fake it. Wants to throw it long. Down underneath it, it is Pickens, and that is a first and goal inside the 10. George Pickens, a rookie out of Georgia. And... Trubisky put it over Marlon Humphrey, the two-time pro cornerback. Oh, and what a catch that was. And what a great job this young man has done when he's had an opportunity to catch the ball. Look, I know that, uh, you know, back in my day, you would have never seen that frustration of a rookie like that exemplified. Times change. You know, and there's more cameras yeah. everywhere, Max, than it was back in my day. You know, they got cameras from every angle now of the field. And, you you know, such an, you get such a reaction. And, hey, look, you want to make sure that you, you help to instruct a young man in the way to present yourself, the professionalism that you want to exhibit. But at the same time, you don't want to kill the fighting spirit that, that desires to be part of the action. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you, that, 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 you, you're here to foster, right? We're here to put that little spark, you know, in the, I watched a lot of like, you know, the naked and afraid and all those shows on like discovery channel, the survival mm-hmm. dual survival and all these shows. You want to get that, that little spark and that little nesting type of thing that you make. And then you want to, you want to blow into it 
and it become a flame so it could provide fire for warmth and heat. <laughs> That's what you want to do with you young come guys up with some of those to help them. <laughs> but I, I love but it. you saw it. I saw you it. You saw yes. the visual. You I'm, saw the visual. I'm jealous. Right? I'm going, why can't I think of that? <laughs> And, and, and you don't want to lose that spark. And, and so if there, there's a certain level of don't blow too hard, but then don't blow too soft. Right. You know, will wind come get it? Can I get this trapped enough so that it can continue to to grow and to fester and to be that 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 campfire that right. I'm hoping it will be? Um, so, so, yeah, it's important. And there's a delicate balance because – you know, when you played Wolf, when I played, there was a different, um, a different type of push. There let's was put it that way. But and different there was, type of way of doing things. Yes, there was. There was that sort of you know, veteranship was a little bit different because yeah. now it's different now because you, I don't know, guys are different today. You know, and the yeah. culture within the locker room, though it still exists in much the same way, there's a greater emphasis on bringing the young people along faster. In my day, it was all about, you're a rookie, take your time, da-da-da, you know, show what you got, but just shut up and sit in the back. You know, where now um, you've got that, that first contract and you gotta you got to make it, you know, you got to make a splash pretty quick. Well, yeah, and that I think that ultimately comes down to saying that, you know, Pre, pre free agency, uh, you could take time with guys because the team had your rights for as long as they so desired. Right now, it's like ah, we got other options. Uh, you can go to this free market thing, and you can go find another home because we're not we're we're not putting you on scholarship. Uh, that's essentially <laughs> what it, what it is now. Right. But but I think but but the biggest thing is at the end of the day, as guys do change, their motivations don't. I think that's still one of the the axioms. You know, when we talk about, oh, the game's evolved, there's one thing. Guys either want to play for glory, they want to play for money, or they just want, they, they just like hitting human beings mm-hmm. and making them suffer. Like, like that, that's just it. Like, you could put guys into essentially those three silos when you're talking about motivating guys um, for for what they can go do on the football field if they have – the desired skill set that a team wants. Um, I think that's one of the things. But it's how you approach it. It's how you foster it that has changed. You know, you can't hurl insults on guys. Some guys are a little bit sensitive. You have people who learn visually. You have some guys who learn physically and those who can learn orally, meaning audibly, with their minds. So it's just finding that right delicate balance. Some guys like a Vic Fangio, they don't cuss. Other guys do like it, there's harmony in all of all of that. And it's just finding the right key to unlock the uh, the player's potential. Well, let's harmoniously take our, 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 our back out the door here because we got the Mike Tomlin press conference coming. That is correct. Mike Tomlin press conference coming up next here on this same station. Don't turn that dial. Get your Tomlinisms and the standard is the standard all the ways. But if you miss any of our show, please feel free to go download it at the iHeartRadio app. Also at the Steelers mobile app, you can find our whole entire lineup of SNR or wherever else you get podcasts. We're out for today, but we'll be back. Same bat channel, same bat time tomorrow in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.